On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, it is a psycho hillbilly freak out. And we learn about the little bunny foo-foo offensive. And meth crafts. Uh, all right, let's do this. episode 15 of devil's trap podcast i'm diana i'm liz and this week we're going to talk about uh the bend fucking hillbillies we're going to talk about fucking hillbillies is what we're going to talk about (gasps) anyways before we get into why liz hates fucking inbred hillbillies um how you doing diana i'm hanging in i'm hanging in happy texas independence day yeah um, pew 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 that's me shooting guns in the air with my hands you can't see it finger guns finger guns are going pew 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 it's uh for those that are not in texas or just are not aware of their own state's uh, history march 2nd 1836 is the day that texas declared independence from mexico and became the republic of texas boom there you go so uh, and that is your texas history lesson yeah. for you'll the see day. my you'll if you see if, if we put some of the video up later you'll see my come and take it shirt or maybe I'll put no it. it's it's her me and take it or me and take, me and take her shirt and take. says me and take because her boobs stretch it out too much so is she like does like my zooms are our weapons and like <laughs> and when, pew, when shoulder pew. shoulder shimmy it's like a it, then you get the you whole can, you can words. shoulder shimmy that and i my shirt says let's start a cult so when i'm shaking <laughs> it and my giant rack is making a very disturbing <laughs> Yeah. So let's start it. Let's start a boob cult, is what I'm saying. Boob cult, Texas boob cult. Me there and take, me and take Texas boob cult. So. <laughs> uh, well, we had an awesome weekend though. Um, uh, me and my husband Dave, who uh, does our uh, does our, uh, our audio audio engineering and production work, and uh, does our actually our intro. Our sound video. engineer. He is our yeah. He's our sound engineer. He uh, him and I drove down to. Um, uh, right outside of Johnson City, Texas, uh, the two main areas we were in were the cities uh, were High and Stonewall. Um, High spelled H-Y-E, and we went and had hey. beer. At, well, you said a really cool like. No, Diana. Diana decided she wanted to be a Chumba Wumba song, and so yeah. she had a whiskey drink. She had a lager drink. She had a cider drink. Yeah, I don't think I had any. I don't think I had any whiskey actually, though. I had. We you had. You had it. You had a taste of beer that was in a oh, bur- that was that's bourbon, right. it was bourbon cask. Bourbon and cask it, it tasted like t- too much like bourbon, so I didn't like it. But yeah, so we started at a brewery, and then we went and just did a couple wine pickups because we're in some wine clubs down there. And then uh, at our, one of our favorite wineries, but it was a mob scene and at Signor. And then we went over to Coleman Winery uh, or Coleman Cellars, which uh, where we had a glass of wine. Then we ran over to the. Um, uh, the Highland Games, the second annual Highland Games at High Cider, and uh, just point out that is what I'm drinking this evening. I've got High Stylin Cider. Ooh. Yum! It is a del- that is a delicious cider, and we saw men in kilts throwing things, and also ladies in kilts throwing things. Yes. Um, and we saw some puppies, and drank some cider, and then uh, had went and did another wine tasting at Carter uh- Creek. 
and first we is, went first we went to high rum oh and then we went to high rum where uh, i was a witch and diana was a slytherin and we had polyjuice potion and felix felicis and uh made with uh island getaway rums there um uh, and drank some dark arts lestrange which is a new fancy rum blend they made it's kind of interesting and then and then we went to carter creek winery um which uh where we had a tasting and i uh, got some more wines as well and that's i think what liz is drinking tonight yeah i am drinking their maverick which is a texas high plains uh 2017 fancy red table wine because we all love a red table fancy. wine. and yeah. it you know and it's always kind of iffy when you buy wines at the end of your day and you're like <laughs> i think these are all great yes. they're fantastic and then it was like oh actually it's still it's still a decent wine it's okay so uh and then um we had a more wine and we went to dinner and had more wine and then we came mm -hmm. back from dinner and had more wine and played with the uh the the peephole on the room door where we were staying was like a square people, like a like like a speakeasy doorway that would like open in yeah. your door, and was kind of magical. And we had took some absurd ass pictures of ourselves in that, and didn't get kicked out of the resort. So yeah, we did not. We watched. I watched a movie. What do we watch? Oh, we watched Coyote Ugly and drank wine. Drank <laughs> we drank rosé and watched Coyote Ugly. That's how we finished off our Saturday night, and then. Uh, Sunday was Sunday morning recovery was Harry Potter. And then uh, uh, we went over to family business beer company. Yes. Finally got Diana out there. Had some, had some family business beer and pizza and it was super good. You may have seen the picture on our Instagram, but uh, yeah, while Liz was yep. doing her, her lore research for the week <laughs> and we uh, sat and had some beers right before it started raining. So and then and then they went out there went home and i went home and took a fucking nap <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there we go so it was a super fun good time um and uh we're you know it kind of got us ready to ready to rock on this episode uh i know what's deeply amusing is we've all heard things that make diana scared or diana doesn't like or diana doesn't do not into like the shutter effect on on ghosty things don't like shit in mirrors or creepy fucking eyes. Mm -hmm. Apparently Liz is really, really, really not into creepy ass fucking hillbillies. Nope, especially not creepy ass hillbilly children. And you know that I don't like creepy ghost children. That is a given. Yeah, that's so, creepy ghost so, children. so pretty much you can just kind of say Liz isn't like children, but there, there's some children that are fine. But yeah, is are, there creepy Well, they ghost? both have the word, you have creepy in both of those. So creepy ghost yeah. children bad, creepy hillbilly children bad. So creepy children is the, probably the unifying thing here. Yes, yes. It just, you know, if you have an adorable child, I probably don't hate them. Probably. <laughs> But uh, depends if they uh, yell in my vicinity. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, like our 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 mascot Addison, who does our team trunk and she does our outro. I love and her Lord. and Laura. She also her growling. <laughs> but she also likes to crawl around on the floor and pretend she's a cat. So clearly, this is my type of child. Yes. You know. Yes. Exactly. She so, doesn't yeah. say things like daddy and then like stab people in the eye. So we're, mm. I, I hate that child. So no, I don't like this episode. Um, I do think the episode was funny, but there's, I, I also just don't like people, like people as monsters. I also don't like people, but I, I people don't. People as monsters, you said they're too believable is the problem. It's, it's too believable. And like, I, 
I have you know almost broken down the Ozarks before. Uh, I hate hills have eyes. One, two, three, whichever ones you want to call. Like, nope, don't like it. Don't like Deliverance, and there are a couple of Deliverance jokes in this, which is fine. Um, I like making fun of Deliverance. You know, I, I I can do like horrible things. You know, squeal like a pig is always funny, but it's just you know <sighs> yeah that this is there is a possibility at some point I will break down somewhere and get eaten by hillbillies. Like it's. It, it, that could happen. Me getting chased by a ghost? Probably not. Hillbillies killing me? Yeah, that's likely. I mean, I live in the country in Texas. You never know. There could be some inbreds <laughs> up the road. So anyways, okay. So <laughs> so this, we might as well just jump into it since we're just winning. Yeah. Up. So this episode kicks off with, um, they're in Hibbing, Minnesota. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, but Liz has to give the background on the episode first before <laughs> I talk about the episode itself. Here we go. Like we do every time. Yes. They never forget every time. Every time. Someday, we'll, someday we'll get it right. All yeah. right. So the Benders. Uh, this is season one, episode fifteen. It first aired February fourteenth, two thousand six. So this was their Valentine's Day. Wow. <laughs> oh, I can just. There is a promo for this, and I have to watch it. I really hope they have like a Valentine's Day theme with the rest of the CW show. It's like, come find your love, and then Daddy. <laughs> oh no. Uh, uh, and it was so this was directed by uh peter ellis he also directed bloody mary and uh john chabon who also um he did other things too but the, of what we've seen so far uh he he wrote skin hook band and scarecrow so those are our background uh there's a cast member thing we'll get to when we get to her but beyond that there really isn't a bunch of stuff on this one so now we can go to hibbing minnesota which is a real town not yeah, filmed, also, also not somewhere I would think that had a lot of hillbillies, but cool. I just, I but, think, I, but I associate, I, I know there's hillbillies. I think so. I don't get the super rural. I just, when I see hillbilly, I, like the word, when I think about the word hillbilly, I go straight to like more like South and Midwest and Minnesota is not really Midwest. Yeah, I, I don't is, but Ozark's Appalachians. Those are usually yeah. like the people up in their hills because they're hillbillies. They're up in them in their that's hills. True. That's true. I think great. And some of them, you know, they do move a bunch of moonshine pot. So that I'm cool with that. It's just the, you know, in you like the crazy people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the murdery ones. Um, yeah. yeah. So we see like, like the the show starts with um, some kid watching some scary scary show, which we find out later is Godzilla versus Mothra. Cool. And uh, he sees hears and sees something outside. So he goes and looks out the window. These guys taking out the trash. Yeah, and this does not look like a good neighborhood. By the no, way. it this... looks real sketchy. It's kind of a weird environment for like like if this is a small town. Why is this kid in like this weird like apartment industrial thing, over, park? industrial like <laughs> overlooking like a weird parking? It was just very bizarre layout. So the kid like sees this guy, like hears something and like kind of what I described as a gooey noise. <laughs> I don't know. And the guy looks under a car and you're like, son of a bitch, something out of the car is going to get him. Why would you because, do that? Why? Why would you look under the car? Like uh, I, uh, I wouldn't. And suddenly he gets dragged under. Well, oh no. Uh, and so then the, uh, the next scene we see is the brothers in like full on like state trooper type uniforms. <laughs> With some sexy hats. And then oh, yeah. Sam takes off his hat and he has the best hat hair ever. It's a feather to the side. It's very Farrah and I love it. And I wish Sam did his hair <laughs> with that feather in it all the time. So here oh. for his hat hair. Um, but yeah, and then we get our typical 
Sam has all, I can talk to children face. I yeah. have, I, I can talk to you in a way you'll, you'll understand. Why don't you tell me all your feelings? And you can tell me the weird stuff that you're scared to tell everybody else. <laughs> and teens like, yeah, Godzilla versus Mothra. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that I was like, oh, which oh, is, I think favorite. it's really funny. It's like, you know, Sam, all he has like that. I can talk to children. They're just going to understand Dean a lot better because Dean is just a big ass child. Yeah. So it like, I don't understand why Tam, Sam thinks he has to do a sensitive voice. Just let him talk to Dean. Or or why Dean doesn't like, if you put in like literally an iota of more effort, he would be probably better at talking to the kids. Yeah. But he just doesn't do that either. So yeah. anyway, yeah. So basically the guy says that he heard like, he saw something grab another car and heard something like a monster leaving with a whining growl, a whining growl. So yeah, uh, we cut back from there. We go to uh what is it kugel kugel's, kugel's keg. keg and like kugel's I didn't, keg. I, that just makes me think of kegels but yeah I, same yeah so. same and they're playing darts and trying to like they're kind of having a discussion to figure out like is this even one of our cases like what the fuck but also i want to get a count every time they say maybe this isn't one of our things because you know what is in the show it's going to be your type of thing but i mean I, I feel like they've said that every episode now. Like, they have. They have. Like, are we sure this is our thing? Like, yeah, it's fucking our thing. Yeah. And so, especially because dad. <sighs> yeah. So dad had it marked down as being possible hunting grounds of a phantom attacker. And they started going through some other contenders, which made me pause because I was, they're like Spring Hill Jacks or Phantom Gassers, which one, I had to look at Phantom Gasser because I have theories on that. I did. Uh, but so Spring Hill Jack, I sent Diana a picture of what the the Spring Hill Jack was thought to be. And so the Spring Hill Jack was an English Victorian evildoer first sighted in 1837 by a girl who said she saw a strange figure leap out at her from a dark alley. After immobilizing her with a tight grip of his arms, he began to kiss her face while ripping her clothes and touching her flesh with his claws, which are, according to her deposition, cold and clammy as those of a corpse. Corpse. So the girl screams. The attacker runs away from the screen, uh, from the scene, and then like it happens again to another person. And so when she reported hers, she said that he jumped in the way of a passing carriage, causing the coachman to lose control and severely injures himself while all all the time while jumping really high with a high pitched ringing laughter. So pretty much, uh, Spring Hill Jack is an urban legend with varying descriptions of basically a creature who dressed weird, jumped out at people, groped them, and then ran away. Again. So I sent Diana a really great picture of this because really I saw great. it and I was like, this guy is fantastic. Um, and we'll of course yeah. share that with you. And then the phantom gasser, which I was like, is that just like a silent farter? Is that like when you're in a crowd and someone has the beer farts in front of you at a show and they're just like, where the hell did that come from? Because I me, mean, that's I think it's funny. I think it's funny that that's where your mind goes. And I'm like, oh, is this another phantom car thing? Because it's like a hot rod thing, like a gasser. No, so the Phantom Gasser is also known as the Mad Gasser of Mattoon, or the Anesthetic Prowler, Ooh. or the Phantom an uh, I guess Anesthetist. Is he uh, rolling around with a can of nitrous or something? Pretty, like, so this happened <laughs> in the mid-1940s mid in a couple of places, mainly in Mattoon, Illinois, and there were two more than two dozen separate cases of gassings that reported to the police over two weeks. Um, so the Gasser supposed victim started reporting smelling strange 
strange orders in their homes, which were soon followed by symptoms like paralysis of the legs, coughing, nausea, and vomiting. And no one died or had serious medical consequences. So they, their theory was this guy was running around with gas and just like, like spritzing pumping people. into people's houses <laughs> and then like fucking bailing like, yeah. for no reason, just to go like, <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Well, maybe if it was the Spring Hill Jack guy come to like America in the 1940s and he'd be like, hey! and then like, <laughs> and it all, it sounds and he'd like, like a, grope you with his claws after he gassed yeah. you and then run off. Yeah, it sounds like a Batman villain is what this it sounds does. like. It's like, it oh my God, the Phantom Gasser is here. Ta-da! Does, <laughs> does, but does that, but does this Batman have the Phantom Gasser repellent spray? That's the most important thing to have. Yeah, he would have to wear a Phantom so. Gasser mask. <laughs> yes exactly uh, but yeah I, I was just like okay I had to look that up because I had never yeah. heard of the phantom cats <laughs> me either phantom and, I, and I think wasn't Spring Hill Jack like a psychobilly band or something it might have been I wouldn't be surprised I'll have to look that up I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure there, there's some horror punk or some psychobilly band named Spring Hill Jack but <laughs> and I probably, uh, sl- and I probably slept with the bass player so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no drummers. Just kidding. Oh, no, I, I had me. Okay. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. We don't have to go there. We don't have to go there. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they, we get to, uh, they finally like kind of figure out that, okay, this is one of our things. Dad mapped it. And, and uh, there's a lot of missing people, like an insane amount of missing people in this like tiny town in Minnesota. So we should figure it out. And uh, Sam's ready to go for the night. And Dean's like, fine, I guess. Let me go take a leak. So Sam goes outside by himself, which seems like a great idea in a town with extremely large numbers of missing people. Uh, and hears noises, of course, in this fucking parking lot by himself and looks under a fucking car. <laughs> and there's a fucking cat. And yeah. I wrote down, scared the shit out of me. I do not get, I don't do, I get startled really easy. I don't like yeah. it. And I was very scared of this goddamn cat. So I'm like, okay. I love this cat. And I'm like, oh, you gotta attack that cat. I was like, attack hmm. that kitty. And then when Dean comes out, the cat is so cleaning itself. It's just going to town like it is in other regions. And I thought was the best. So mm-hmm. I think the cat is a secret star of the show. So the cat is, that what is, you think? is my nominee for favorite character of this episode is Kitty. Kitty, I don't have a name for it. I would say Kitty Fantastico, but that's the name of the kitty from Buffy. Uh, <laughs> so um, anyway, so I just want to track back for a second yeah. and you'll probably I'm be sorry. disappointed to know. Apparently there was a band called Spring Heel Jack, but it was a third wave ska band. So. Oh, okay. That's also not surprising. Yeah. Just, I don't so. know if they were very big, but I mean. There we go. They exist. Now, now I'm just picturing trumpets and high giggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So yeah. Yeah. So the cat's um, cleaning itself and then something else happens. And then <laughs> and then we realize that Sam's research is sitting on top of baby, but Sam's not there. Boom. Oh no. And so Dean kind of starts freaking out, looking around, calling for him. Um, can't find Sam. Sam is gone. And then he notices the traffic cameras looking around. And so he's trying to like ask around if anybody's seen him and no one has. So then we cut pretty fast to the next scene where Dean is at the sheriff's office talking to a, um, a female deputy where he pretends to be a member of the state police using the badge from when they were visiting the kid. 
and says yep. he's looking and describes Sam as his cousin that he's looking for that he kind of like has a responsibility for. Yep. So Deputy Kathleen is also, she's played by Jessica Steen, who was Lisa on Heartland, which we talked about in, I think probably the first episode, whichever one of the first episodes, uh, whichever one of the, we talked about camping sucked. Um, oh. She was that in that show with, with that guy um, who got hung up okay. by uh the thing <laughs> you know that i'm being very descriptive on this you know that episode that we did the guy, had, uh, guy, they were camping and it sucked and someone died I'm just yeah <laughs> yeah you know they they were died and then they were chased by a skinwalker or something yeah, 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 uh, yeah so she played lisa on heartland for many seasons so that i've talked about how that is one of my guilty pleasure shows about the girl who's a horse whisperer so also filmed in canada so also not shocking but yeah. Oh, Canada. Yeah. So, um, fine. So he talks for, he, she kind of does like a quick search. It's kind of crazy because, well, she does a quick search on Sam Winchester and, um, she like, oh, it looks like, oh, I found him in here. Did, looks like his brother's deceased and it was accused of murder. And Dean's like, yeah. And he was six, four. What? <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> Dean replies, he's like, he makes a comment about his like, oh yeah, he's like the black sheep of the family, but very handsome. Yeah. And also quit. not six, four. No, Vincent, you're tall. You're not, you're not six, four. No. I think Sam maybe six, four, but, uh, yeah. yeah. So anyways, so she just, he's, he really wants access to access to this traffic cam. She's like, I'll go get it by and makes him wait. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so, and he kind of asks her about like the large number of missing persons there. Um, and she's just kind of like plays it off. Uh, there. So we cut to <gasps> Sam is alive. And in a giant cage. Where do you get a cage that big? I mean, I guess this was all like home done, but for hillbillies, like they, really must, they, ha they had to be meth hillbillies too. One of them totally could have been in engineering to have that fancy ass cage like locking system they have on this shit. No, uh, just, just did a bunch of fucking meth. Like, <sighs> so, I mean, they likely did this while they went hunting, probably smoked a bunch of speed and then were like, I'm going to make it. I'm now I'm going to make a cage. I'm going to be up for the next six days and I'm going to make a new cage and I'm going to put a locking thing in here. Like, woohoo. And this is 2006, so they didn't have YouTube. So I don't know, like he had to do hillbilly <laughs> ingenuity to figure out how to do this. So I mean, like I, half of the cage was rebar, and I mean the other half was like some like woven steel, like yeah, there was some soldering work in there. There was some impressive, like whoever some made straight that up cage. welding, and yeah. like the way it was like the electronic like locks with this that was pretty fairly impressive, except for the yeah. fact that they like left a uh uh a piece of conduit hanging but we'll get to that so we show him there and he sees other people around um uh, that are unconscious so we know he's alive we cut pretty fast back over to uh the deputy sh uh, showing up with the screenshots from the um from the traffic cam which kind of at first he's like this isn't anything she's like keep going and we cut to this crappy ass camper like like camper pickup thing that we had seen sitting in the lot earlier um but it wasn't just a crappy camper. It was a crappy camper with brand new license plates, which is super fucking suspicious. And so they're like, they must be stolen. So they know that this is the camper they have to look for. Right at that time too, they hear a shitty van, not, not to be mistaken from the crappy camper. No, no child molester van. 
coming by and it's got like kind of like this like it just this this van is running like shit it runs like shit it's got some belt issues it's got some fucking exhaust issues like it sounds like shit and like 80 percent of the econo vans that exist in the country they all sound like that that is pretty much the sound of that van and he's like would you drive describe that as a whining growl and she's like i guess so he's like okay so it's a fucked up thing so the sound that the kid heard so that's the that's the light bulb moment. The sound the kid heard was the vehicle leaving, not a fucking monster. And that um, he's looking for a fucked car with a fucked up like engine. <laughs> that's, oh, so the camper runs like shit. Oh, shocking! Anyways. I need I need to find something that needs some belt work done to it. Right? Like oh, they really they really need to better uh, replace those belts frequently. Anyways, yeah, so. I mean, like what? So you can build a fucking cage with hydraulics with a hydraulic system in it, and you can't fix your van, your camper. Right? <laughs> Ugh, ridiculous. So anyway, so he's made that little light bulb moment. It still didn't get them very far, but it's something. So we cut back to Sam, and of course he's trying to break up. No, not he's doing out. a workout in his cage. He's not well, trying to break out. I think he's just like, I got to stay fit and do my leg squats in here. Oh. Oh. That's what he's doing. He's doing. That's what he's doing is keep keep getting, getting his, <laughs> he's keeping fit. Yeah. Getting, getting his fitness on. <laughs> yeah. um, cage aerobics. It'll be all the new thing. It'll be in the mirror coming. Oh God, don't, don't even say that. I would, those types of things don't surprise me anymore. I don't think. <laughs> but um. <sighs> And of course, the other guy wakes that one of the guys he had seen in the other cage woke up and it's the guy they were that they saw go miss that the kids saw go missing that brought them to this whole shit show. And the guy doesn't, his name is Jenkins. He doesn't have a lot to like share. He's kind of like freaking out. But the thing he keeps saying is that it smells like he knows they're in the country because it smells like the country. I just really thought that was really funny. Yeah, no, I also, I was like, I started going, huh, he's a little perturbed. Um, so, yeah, he's a little anxious. Yeah, he turns into a huge ass dick. But anyways, okay, so we're about to find out who the monster is, and the monster's coming, and they're gonna they're open up the door, and this big suspenseful thing, and then it's like, oh, it's hillbillies, hillbillies and ponchos. <laughs> That's what it was. They were concerned about the rain. You know, they had to, they had to keep the rain down. Yep. Yeah. They didn't want didn't want to fuck their hair up because we'll get to that. <laughs> well, you know, that, that was a nice. That was their best ball cap. That was their oh, Sunday man. Sunday tracker hat. They had to make sure it was Jesus. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we get our first deliverance joke from um, from Jenkins, who's like, "I'm just waiting for it to be Ned Beatty time or Beatty time." Um, and then Sam's like, "It's a good time to tell you I've never seen that." Uh, I'm not that surprised. You're, I mean, it's an older movie, and I mean, it's it's a classic, and yeah. you should everybody should see, see it at least once. This doesn't sound like fun viewing. Like, oh my gorgeous. I'm gonna kick it on Friday and watch Deliverance. No biggie. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's not fun viewing. No, it's not a, it's not a rom com. Well, I mean, eh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> for someone, <laughs> for so yeah, in the need. no shade on you, man. If you that's if, if Deliverance is your thing, um, okay. Anyway, so Sorry. and then Sam's like, oh, they're just people, and then like Deliverance, uh, Deliverance dude <laughs> Jenkins is like, they're a bunch of psycho hillbilly red but rednecks. Yeah, if you ask me, looking for love in all the wrong places. Which one? They got that song stuck in my head, and then two. My <laughs> other comment was, I guess farmers only didn't work for them. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <sighs> yeah. If you're um, lonely, try farmersonly.com. Yeah. So like, this kind of was also the time where Sam was kind of doing like his recon of like what he can figure out about where they're at. Like asking when Jenkins was actually giving moderately helpful information, like how often do they should come in? How often are you getting food? 
blah, 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 blah. So before they, yeah. Anyway, so he got a little bit of details, which is once a day and there's a lock system. That's about all he learned. But, um, and then we see Sam's kind of pulling on this, like it's like the covering for some conduit. So some of the power um, and, and all I can say is I'm like, he's pulling hillbilly conduit while in a metal cage. And this could go very badly. It could. Just with the, bit, the bits I know of electricity, it sounds like he could be the ground. So yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we get, um, we cut back to Dean. I keep writing Dean and the deputy. Dean and the deputy. <laughs> and they don't really call it like our officer, but she works for the sheriff's department. Usually, no, later she introduces herself as a deputy. To, yeah, that's to- what I thought. That's what I heard. So I was like, oh, all right. But he calls her officer periodically, which yeah. is accurate also. But anyway, so they're trying to use different cameras for reference uh, and to figure out to kind of like use that to track where this truck pulled off the, that took that took the, the original guy or in, sorry, it took Sam trying to figure out where it pulled off the road. And um, while they're on this little mission, she gets a notice from the Minnesota State Police that womp, womp. the badge that Dean gave her was stolen. And has a picture. <laughs> it does have a picture. Of a large black man. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean finally like tries to joke his way out of it and she's not having it, but... Then he starts giving a sob story, which the sob story is like legit. Like, yeah. Dean, it's a, it's another, it's a good Dean has feelings. Moment. It is, it is a good one for Dean having feelings. He kind of, he's like, look, I, I, basically, he said I basically, but he did. He said I basically pulled him out of a fire. He's my, I feel like he's his safety is my responsibility. You can take me and do whatever you need to do, but let help me find him first, and then I'll cooperate. And she's like, no. But then she looks up, she gazes at a photograph on her visor. And said, "Okay, after I'm going to take you in after we find him." Yep. So, yep. So shocking, but okay. So they're moving on. Now we're back in the cages, and Jenkins is being a dick. And I'm like, "Well, just die, Jenkins. I don't really care about you anymore." And the cage yeah. opens up, and uh, he takes an opportunity to run, and then the hillbilly chase commences. <laughs> Now the Benny Hill music. It made like Benny Hill on on banjos. I bet we can find it. If not, uh, I think I've got a banjo on my keyboard. I'll, I'll, <laughs> not, I'll make that happen. Uh, so yeah, and they're chasing. There's chasing in the fighting. Like, are they using fucking spears? And like, I know. That's what I was wondering too. I'm like, is that a fucking spear? What the hell? Yeah, so I, I tell you, this is a meth hillbilly commune because they have so much time in their hands. They're like, are I going to make a cage? I would also be really cool, man. Let's make a spear. Oh, man, Jared, do you have a spear? I want a spear, too. And then, like, okay, my spear is better than your spear. Now I use to stab this dude in the leg. Okay, so anyways, they would say that with much hillbilly accents and that. I don't know why I just heard him in bras. But, um, okay, so they're chasing, blah, blah, stabby, stabby, stabby. And Sam can hear whiskers. So I don't really care about that mm-hmm. dude. So he's fucking dead, whatever. Um, yeah, there's a whole chase where they kind of like try, they try to like injure him and then get back to it. Like it's a whole thing. Like they're, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He dies. He did. Uh, so, okay. Now we're back to uh, Dean and Kathleen and we find out the reason that she is so like okay with bending the rules is that her brother disappeared, is one of the disappeared. So yeah. she's like, oh no, I, I, I kind of get this and we really need to, yeah. I will help find you find, find yeah. your brother. Yep. Yep. So they pull off on like this 
dirt trail and um she's like you're a civilian and a felon so you're not coming <laughs> with me which is was probably a felon she didn't know for sure like, yeah this is just not sure i mean he did impersonate an officer so. yeah I, I guess that is a, it's probably a felony i don't think that's a misdemeanor yeah so and then she tricks him into getting handcuffed to the candle of the door of the car so yeah he is he is not happy and her dumb ass goes after these and she also locks liberals. the car that was a weird choice i was like boop boop i'm like why didn't you boop boop your car like i don't I don't know. Anyway, well, because if he opened the door, he'd probably, I don't know. He might be able to figure out how to get, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so she, he, so she goes off on foot by herself and she sees this like weird house that's like real old, but you know, doesn't look. From the, outside, the from, the, from the outside, this looks like a pretty decent house. Yeah. But then like next to it is like this fairly decent like barn and then like some other little like farm structures. I don't know. Says the, says the girl from the suburbs. Um, and then, <laughs> you uh, know what, what things are on farms? Well, there was like that like weird like a platform structure that didn't have walls that had like the, uh, the um, wood burning stove in it. I don't know. I don't remember what that was. Yeah, I, I don't can, know what it was I either. Can, I was like, I'm like, oh, that's a that's a, that looks like a farm <laughs> structure, is what I thought in my head. So that's what I should. <laughs> I need to go back and give my ranch opinion yeah. on what that was. Okay, yeah, it's not uh, that important. It's like it's like it's like a background thing, and she's walking in. So, and um, and so she goes up to the door, and then here's your favorite person answers the door when she knocks. Fucking Missy. She's a child who is obviously need of uh, child services and a brush and a bath and I just I just don't understand muzzle. like can you why I mean like why are I mean just because you're a creepy hillbilly doesn't mean you can't brush your hair. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean clearly they they end up making human bone wind chimes out of one of their day, one of their meth field days, and I'm like, yeah, you can't make a brush out of a jaw. I don't know, but I mean. Something. Something. I think they also I think they didn't know what to do with having a girl around as part of the deal. So basically the like the deputy's like asking her, like, where's your mom? She's dead. She did. Can I can I help you, little girl? I want to help you. No, don't help that fucking child. You see a child like that come out of the house, you turn around and run. Then no, you police, be... this is a police officer. It's her job. No, you call CPS. That is not your job. You turn around, you call child protective services and you go, no, bitch, this is a social services issue. Something else is going out there. I am not touching freaky creepy dead devil child. You're just gonna you're just gonna send a good old CPS rep to get killed by these creepy people. Damn straight I am. <laughs> That's the kind of law I would be. Not not a problem. Not my uh, circus. Not my not my creepy monkey. And uh, so like she ends up getting knocked out by a shovel. And well, it's really funny because the little girl like starts to kind of smirk while she's holding this picture of Sam. And she's like, she's like, that's gonna hurt. And then uh, uh, that's God. And then and then uh, uh, her daddy, daddy hits her hits the deputy in the back of the head with a fucking big shovel it was a big shovel and he's like go find your brother and she's like yes daddy and then i vomited my mouth and then i was just like oh, i was like i was thinking, I'm like, oh, liz is so upset about how this little girl speaks and i guess they like allude later she's like 13 i was like oh younger-ish girl like i don't you can't even like gauge her age by looking at her she's wearing like an old-timey dirty ass dress with like borderline bad dreadlocks like her hair is so matted it's just real creepy and all these people have horrifying teeth but that's well it's because of the mess <sighs> so bad but even a little girl that's 
But a little um, girl's probably also doing that. She's 13. And that's totally meth doing age in the hill country. I'm like, uh, hill country, hillbilly country. Good, well, good to know. Well, hill country, too. I'm sure I could go well, to Wimberley there's a 13 year old doing meth right now. Um, okay. So, so Dean's fighting with his handcuffs, trying to figure out how to get the fuck out of those. I like, car, I like he's doing car yoga. Car yoga. <laughs> we can make it a thing. Yeah, we could. I it I was. would just give up, and I was I thought it was interesting that he went with screwing off the antenna rather than just breaking it. I don't mm. know if that would be easier. I don't know if it would be easier or harder I when you're I in don't that know, position. Some of, some of those materials, like if it was like super hard plastic, it may have just, or even some of the metals, it may have just bent instead of breaking off, yeah. and then that's a t- whole thing itself. You know what I mean? Like you know, like when you think you're gonna break a piece of plastic, and you're like, ah, or a piece of metal, and it's like. Oh, that just bent, and I'm gonna sit here bending it back and forth for four hours, waiting for it to bend, snap. bend, <laughs> like, bend. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> and so we see. He, yeah. So we see these creepy ass fucking the hillbilly psycho hillbilly brothers in their creepy camper coming out to the road, like towards the cop car, which where Dean is handcuffed to. And so oh, they so have to park said, what, is it psycho hillbilly? I'm like this episode is brought to you by Robin Horton Heat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay anyway so i do i did have a song that played in my head for half of this episode was it a Reverend horton heat song no hunting humans the misfits oh eh, okay that works but i like misfits but anyways okay it was so, it was it was famous monsters era i know it's controversial yeah. so no i mean there's Just nothing like, wrong with michael graves it's going so anyways um apparently they're talking about how their dad is real mad that somehow they got followed by somebody got followed by the police this oh time. no the police are here yeah uh and then now we cut to back to the cages guess who's there now the deputy with sam yeah they, uh, and she's just in a t-shirt now <laughs> I was like, yeah they oh. took part of her uniform is kind of weird I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to see. I don't know what the implications of that are. Yeah, but so she's in a t-shirt. At least she's like she's like in a heavy coat and a and her like yeah. button-down shirt, and those are both missing. Yep. Yeah, so uh, but basically, just that, Sam's yeah. just stoked that this means that Dean's looking for him. <laughs> That's what this really like kind of yeah. a big reaction. Uh, and then Dean walks in. Ta-da! <laughs> I was like, Dean finds his way to the torture barn. <laughs> so, uh, and then, like a good brother, Dean makes fun of Sam for getting jumped by people. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then Kathleen figures out they're the ones who took her brother because his car was in the lot. And like, duh, who do you think took your fucking brother? Of course, it was his goddamn hill. Obviously, it was creepy yeah. motherfuckers that just beat you upside the head. Yeah, that makes yep. sense. Yep. And so Dean's like, I gotta go find a key. Bye. Peace out. I'll be back later. Don't go anywhere. Uh, so he goes inside and, the house. And the guys is, have kind of an interesting exchange, by the way, just on this, where there's like their usual stuff has, like usually their stuff has patterns and people are just crazy. Like what they okay. kind of like, what they usually deal with. That was kind of an interesting exchange. Yep. There we go. For sure. Sorry. So we're inside the house, which needs to be like fucking, there's four people there and none of you, like you had a time to build a murder change, but you can't use a goddamn vacuum or a Swiffer. Like dust some there's of the shit. a lot of weirdness. Yeah, like it's in, very incongruent for me. Yeah, the outside of the house looks fine. And then you come into the, I'm like, what? Like, I, and there's just murder trophies everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there's Polaroids of all the dead people hung up Jars like hunting trophies. Things. Oh yeah, I don't know the jar And then Dean sees a Jenkins dead picture and he is like, demons I get. People are crazy. That yeah. is right, Dean. I agree with you. I understand demons. They make me happy. People 
no. <laughs> uh, so upstairs there is a, is that a Victrola or a gramophone? I couldn't like, I didn't care enough I to look it up. But I couldn't I was, like, tell it. I was really mad I couldn't get the song to identify. Um, I'm sure I can look it up later again, but uh, it's kind of playing like this creepy old timey song. It's just like, I, I get the, t- the scene they're trying to set. It just was very disjointed to me but that's okay kind of like like the house like it didn't make sense like no it's just like what would a creepy hillbilly be doing he'd be listening to a gramophone of circus music what like nah he'd be listening to some Waylon Jennings like or like yeah I I don't want him to be listening to Waylon Jennings but because I like Waylon Jennings yeah but like something like that like you know what I mean why is like he wouldn't be listening to this weird ass old time I don't know it's just very like that time tied to like some yeah no he's listening to David Allen Co they're all listening to David Allen Co 24 7 that is all that is playing in this house and all the and all the real racist David Allen not like the songs that are okay that the ones are like no like that's you know that's what they're listening to not whatever it's like that makes that makes sense that makes sense checks out checks out yeah none of these and also none of these cars had a boom box in them like you just stole a whole bunch of shit from these people it was clearly one of them had a radio um yeah like something yeah Yeah. and so dean hits his head on bone wind chimes which i was like well i'm not opposed to those yeah. but like, they, so- they sounded kind of nice it was just kind of creepy because i'm also like so these are your meth crafts all right so cool like, you know that and so uh pa is i could never figure out is, was he was he cutting up bones or they, was he- yeah he had a fucking hacksaw in the sink and like all these like i was like those are not normal kitchen supplies hanging over like their island it's like a bunch of like a rusted weird like farm implements not even like butcher supplies necessarily just like weird rusty metal cutting things yeah, they're bone cutting supplies so i couldn't figure out if he was but sharpening there was no body in there there was not but he was definitely sawing something in that sink and he yeah. was dressed for it yeah so he was just, yeah, he was just cutting through doing. a femur just finishing up that's what i yep. envisioned okay was. yep and then dean finds the keys and a jar of teeth yeah. did you ever hear yeah. about those houses where they kept finding teeth in the wall <laughs> Like there was like a dentist house where there's like all these teeth like embedded inside the wall and he was like keep the teeth and like and there's like been more than one house where they found like a bunch of teeth just in walls for no reason. People are weird. Yeah, people are crazy. People be crazy. People are crazy. And he gets distracted by the stupid fucking jar and what happens then? Jar of teeth distracted him. Yep. Well, they would also distract me too. I feel like but Liz's favorite uh, little girl shows up again. Yeah, throw uh, the fucking teeth at her. That's what I would have done. I'm like, ah, uh-uh, here, there, you got, you got. Well, he's trying. There. He's trying to reason with her. He's yeah, like yeah. trying to like help her be quiet. And he'll help her out. Blah blah. And she, 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 she nice she, him. She, she nice. She sneaks up, tries to stab him, and calls for her dad. Daddy. Daddy. And then, but the two brothers show up first. I and... also, I also like daddy. And my note says, God, I hate this child. <laughs> and so of course dean's fighting with the two brothers blah 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 blah. and then dad pulls his best move ever which is to sneak up behind and bop you on the head i guess this is dad's move i mean this is like this is what dad does and i was like i got behind and bops you on the head i'm not gonna bother all with all this fighting stuff i'm just gonna hit you over the head which is a legitimate fighting tactic technique i mean it's pretty effective i mean you, you gotta know your strengths and you, you find your move and fucking roll with it yeah you know he's like, this, is, this is what i'm good at sawing bones and knocking people over the head All right yeah so of course he comes to tied to a chair and uh he's like 
one of the brothers says, this one's a fighter. Be fun I want to hunt him. I want to hunt him. Oh. hunt him up. So this is where we piece together officially, which it's been implied, but we know now that this crazy motherfucking family uh, hunts people for funsies. Yep. For funsies. Yep. And so blah, blah, blah. We like. And I've got dad people. and his rotten ass teeth. My notes. Dad and his rotten ass teeth talking about hunting his whole life and how much he loves. I, hunt, I hunted deer. I hunted elk. I hunted cougars. But it's okay because he gives them a fighting chance with a weapon. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess we're the humans have a better chance than like the deer did. But, but uh, anyway, so, but they feel, but they, he's still like, he just is so pissed that they've been so sloppy to bring the law down. And anyways, and he just really wants to know if there's more cops coming. So he decides to torture Dean with the hot poker uh, yeah, to find yeah, out someone else is coming. Yeah, so what he's doing is that he's like, oh, the reason I don't let the boys take you right here and now. And I'm like, oh God, he's like, something that. Yeah, I was like, I mean, that's dirty. And like, there's something I need to know. And Dean says, yeah, about how it's not nice to marry your sister. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> and then and Paul's like, tell me, are any other cops going to come looking for you? And then Dean's like, oh, eat me. Oh, wait, no, no, he might. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I appreciate sarcasm in the time of, of horror because I could also, yeah. I was like, my smart ass gene is embedded in me. And I'd be like, nah, can't stop it. It's just going to keep coming it's just out. It's going to keep you know, coming out. Can't, can't help all, it. Yeah. All the hillbilly jokes can't help it. They're just here. I, and I just, <laughs> and I probably would have said something about his teeth too. I mean, that, that, I, I would not have been able to be there. Gnarly. Like, like, I'd be, I like, can you imagine the breath with those? Ooh, Ooh no, there's. So yeah because it might be a little methy and a little meaty and then rot it's it's rot and liquor and stale beer like because you know they drink like natty light or something i bet there's some tobacco in there like they didn't show them smoking or dipping but you know there's oh they dip they all dip they just like chaw all day long and and they just probably spit on the floor (sighs) all right uh yeah so of course th- then dad's just the dad daddy daddy is just toying with him um and basically says that uh dean you gotta pick now between who's gonna be hunted if it's gonna be sam or the or the deputy and he tries not have to make a choice but basically it's gonna get a hot poker in the eyeball so picks sam i'm assuming he picked sam because he assumed that he would sam would have the best odds to be able to save yeah. himself um and or dean would be able to escape and help him or whatever it is so i thought that was interesting but it was all a fucking ploy just to toy with him because daddy ordered daddy orders for his sons just go shoot both the motherfuckers in there. Right, let's call, go back to calling him Paul because I'm really getting Paul. disturbed at use of the word daddy. Daddy. You know, like when I say it for you? Please stop saying daddy. that. <laughs> but that's what they call him. His, his name is Paul. I'm just going with Paul. Okay. All right. So um, Hillbilly One goes out to the cage and and Sam sees a bracket that Jenkins is mocking him for earlier. And she goes like, oh yeah, you got a bracket. And Sam's like, I got a fucking bracket. Yeah. Yeah. I got something, motherfucker. Um, So um, he's able to break out because of that and gets, ends up fighting one of the brothers off. who we find out is Lee. So he he beats up Lee and then he like tries to shoot him or something, but the gun's not working, which I yeah. think is going to be an interesting thing. We go to, we go to this end of it, who they actually, who killed somebody in this. And it's like, it's not who you think it was. Yeah. So, all right. So when, 
he doesn't answer then pa and uh jared early whichever hillbilly number two go out to look for him and it's like missy you watch him and missy's like sitting there like playing with a knife right in front of dean's eye like fuck you missy goddamn hillbilly child and then uh, i think this is a good time though that we we should talk about another uh backwoods country family <gasps> is that mean it's time for lore it is time for lore And so this is lore about who the show is named for, even though they don't really have a lot in common. They have some things in common. So this is the Benders. The Benders are also known as America's first serial killer family. Um, I will say the Benders are also this awesome horror punk band out of Mexico, uh, all female horror punk band. And the lead singer in one of her videos, she has a huge rat she plays with. It's a fake rat, but she caresses it in a way that made me very happy. I love these, I love these girls so much. Uh, they're totally worth going down a YouTube rabbit hole. They also introduced us to this flea market in Mexico City that we don't have to go hunt down. So, all right. So the Benders. Uh, so they're called America's first serial killer family. And it's one of those things that because of the time which this happened, while there are a lot of accounts and reporting, there was so much sensationalism about it. And it's really hard to tell like what was fact. And, you know, we talk about fake news now. Like, do you really think the newspapers back then were doing a whole bunch of uh, fact checking? I that they were not. And so there is a lot of- So much investigating. Yeah. And there's, you know, the, the investigations they could do were certainly limited, right? So what we do know about this, there's a family of four people who moved to Kansas in 1870 and 1871. And there is Pa, John, uh, John Jr., also known as Gebhardt, uh, Ma, who sometimes they say her first name is Elvira, that also gets Elvira stuck in my head, and then Kate, who is the daughter. Uh, my favorite origin story for the Benders is that they were driven out of a Pennsylvania German settlement because they were witches. And in order to become witches, Mrs. Bender and Kate went out into a graveyard at midnight and got naked. They renounced Christianity, gave their bodies and souls to the devil. Then they fucked a Fuck dark stranger in. and they chanted things with him. And then they said the Lord's Prayer backwards. And then they were witches. And then they had to leave Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania was like, no, no more witches. Uh, so, but we do... Yeah, so we do know for sure that the family um, did first come to Kansas in 1870. First came John, who was around 60, and young John, who was around 25. Old Pa Bender spoke English with a heavily German accent, so he was really hard to understand. And Johnny spoke English well, but he did have an accent and also had a habit of weird giggling, which led some to label him a halfwit, which also reminds me of Spring, Spring Hill Jack. So we've got another giggler. No, but I'm sorry if you're a man who giggles. That. Um, okay, so they buy two tracts of land, one right next to each other, basically around like 160 acres, and they build a 16 by 24 foot house, which is probably like size of two of my rooms. Um, and that's about 100 yards off the Osage Trail. And also important to note, they put a cellar in the house and they dig a well and they build a lean to stable and a corral. So then in 1871, the ladies come. So we have Mrs. Bender, who uh, spoke broken English and mainly German and barely spoke at all. She was heavy set and she was so unfriendly and had such sinister eyes that her neighbors just began to call her a she-devil. And then there was voluptuous Kate, 
she was between 20 to 25 and she was a buxom young lass um and she she spoke english very well uh so they come in and there are stories that go through as people start you investigating them that they maybe john was not actually their dad um that they were like they think that ma and kate were definitely related but they're not even sure that john and johnny the younger one and kate were brother and sister they think they may have been lovers uh but nobody really knows because it's the 1870s and nobody can keep track of the ship um so they turn their house into something that sometimes is called an inn sometimes it's called a tavern and they just basically took this 16 by 24 house you know not a big house to begin with and then divide it in two and they use the uh the canvas from the wagon to put it like a, a curtain between it so this is our our family business and this is like our, our our store business and so they sell things to travelers like tobacco coffee sardines ammunition you know the things you need on, on the range important um, stuff important stuff yeah they can also get uh if you were a traveler you could get a meal prepared by ma and served by kate and be real fancy shit like cornbread and jackrabbit um and then if you needed to stay you could uh sleep outside or if it was cold then they may put a pallet on the floor and you can sleep there so real great inn. um but a lot of travelers stopped there because it was right off the right off the trail and it was just convenient on their way out of town so old Mrs. Bender and Kate, they would travel around the area to heal the sick. And Kate turns this into profession. She has cards and handles made. And there's there's still copies of these around. You can see them. And they say prof, like professor, but like I think it's to be professional. So prof dot Miss Katie Bender can heal all sorts of diseases, can cure blindness, fits, deafness, and all such diseases. Also, deaf and dumbness. And then her address was on there, and that was dated June 18th, 1872. Uh, she was also a spiritualist and has been said that she could, she's like, I can find lost articles, understand Australi Austral astrology, you know, uh, you know, astrology. But but Liz does love a love a spiritualist. I, I do love a spiritualist. There's there is spiritualism that answers this. It's also just the time and where they're at in Kansas. Um, this was just kind of a, there was a bunch of spiritualist families that were around there. Um, so but she did astrology and numerology. She read palms, told fortunes through sticks and buttons, which is I think, a great way of casting. Like I got some sticks and some buttons. I'm gonna tell your future. Um, but she would also said you know she could cast spells on evil women and sold lucky charms and love potions so i just think she's got some cereal boxes and she's peddling her those around so the siblings do become very social and they go to church socials and go to dances go to sunday school and choir practice and the men really like kate they don't really the ladies don't really like her but the men do and so the men and boys start hanging around the bender place and they help with chores and helping they travel to other town to get groceries to the place they also assist with selling horses, saddles, rigs, and other things that travelers left behind when they couldn't pay with cash. So sometimes people would just come there and they would just leave stuff. And so they're like, yeah, you know, they couldn't pay. So um, they left me their horse. Can you help me sell their horse? Yeah, no, not, nothing to see here. Yeah. That just happens so, a lot. And then, so people do after shit goes down, because clearly shit's going to go down. Um, they do, people start going, well, yeah, I saw some weird things there, but they mostly, they didn't say like it happened at the time because one person had said some of the things she saw and they were like, you're a crazy person. So everyone's like, no, I'm just going to keep all the stuff to herself. So one woman who visited Kate several times to get some sickness healed uh, came to the house for a refund because it wasn't working. And Kate was like, well, let's have a seance. You know, maybe we can do this instead. And so the family like started passing they started speaking a bunch huh. of gibberish according to the lady which is 
this probably started speaking German is probably what I thought. And, but around the table, they passed a club, a knife and a pistol. And the woman's like, fuck no, I'm out of here. And she ran away. Um, another woman who was also interested in spiritualism came out to the house for a seance and Kate and her brother drew human figures on the wall and started stabbing them. Kate then declared the spirits commanded oh. her to kill and started holding, running after the woman with a knife and the oh. woman left. And then my favorite, okay, then. yeah, and my favorite Kate tale, uh, she would go visit a farmer two miles away disguised as a cat. Then she would go inside, turn into a woman and bang him. And then she would turn back into a cat and go home that's my favorite kate story <laughs> she was a cat wow yeah all right so stuff like finally like things are going to start getting noticed besides kate turning into a cat and banging people um <laughs> yeah yeah so in the fall of 1871 uh two boys found a body in a creek his head's been bashed and his throat slashed he was identified as william jones a stonemason who'd been traveling to independence which is near there with a large sum of cash to buy land and never seen again in 1872, a big blizzard comes, and when the snow clears, two bodies are found of the plains. Their heads are also bashed in and their throats are slashed, but these guys are never identified. Uh, then throughout 1872, more and more travelers start disappearing along the Osage trails. Around eight or eight or more known travelers go missing, all who are traveling with money or nice goods. Among them is George Launcher and his 19-month-old daughter, who he was taking to live with his grandparents in Iowa after his wife died, which is, this is kind of the thing, that's the, the hair pit, right? So, there is a Dr. York who was traveling to Fort Scott and he found out the wagon and horses he had sold to George Launcher were found to be abandoned. So he was like, I'm going to go find out what happened. So he goes to look for that and then he disappears. And this is really bad because his brother was a colonel and a state senator and his family was well to do. So now somebody really important has gone missing. Yes. Uh, so things are starting to really heat up. And in April of 1873, there was an annual school board meeting and about 75 to 100 locals attend, including the mail benders. And they stopped talking about the school thing. And they're like, oh, we're going to do something about like People don't want to come here anymore. Like they're, everyone's like disappearing. Like we're getting a real bad reputation. We need to, we need a plan of action. And they're like, you know what? I bet it's bandits. We need to go to all the camping sites around here and start looking at all the- Motherfucking, know. it's always motherfucking bandits. That's right. It's gotta be some bandits. Uh, so they're like, if that doesn't work, then we'll start looking at the homesteads. But they, they're like, yeah, and then they don't really do anything. <laughs> we're gonna do this, and then sounds like a your standard angry mom. Yeah, um, but in mid, also around that time, Doctor York's brother, Colonel York, or Senator York, depending which one calls him, uh, he organizes a search party around fifty to sixty men. Uh, Doctor York's widow sends seventy-five to one hundred, but a big group of he got a posse, he got a big posse, got a posse, <laughs> he's a big fat posse, and so he starts combing the area looking for his brother. La la la, investigate, investigate. And then finally, someone determines that he was last seen buying cigars in Parsons, where somebody said, Hey, you should go spend the night at the vendor end. And so they're like, Hey, let's go talk to the vendors. So they go talk to them and they're like, Oh, yeah, yeah, he was here. He spent the night and he left. And Kate's like, You know what I can do for you? A spiritualist, right? 
I can talk to the ghost. I can talk to my spirit guide. He's an old Indian chief. Um, It's probably going to take a day or two. Could you come back? And they're like, sure. Uh, But Dr. York's wife said that she enacted the role of spiritual medium, telling them she had control of the devil and would send them all to his abode if they did not stop mocking at her spiritual presentations. And one man replied, he would embrace her and take her with him. (laughs) I was like, oh, that is really funny. Um, So they're like, okay, we're going to leave. we need to talk to your your dark chief talk to your, talk to your ghosts and whatnot yeah. yeah so they come back the next day and kate's like oh sorry you know trance failed i guess like it just didn't get anything and they're like well what about that that body they found in the creek like near here like a year ago and the young john is like oh you know what i got ambushed at that very site but i got away because i'm lucky and they're like well aren't you a lucky young fella <laughs> and they're like okay like I, and some people are like these people are really suspicious and then everyone and then curl york was like no nah, they're just simple folks they're fine we're gonna go we're gonna go a longer way so <sighs> A couple of weeks later, um, a, mem- a member of the Bender, a uh, neighbor of the Benders goes by and he notices a bunch of animals are wandering around the place. He know- he finds some unfortunate animal things, as long as I say unfortunate animal things, and the wagons and horses and also the Benders are gone. Benders have disappeared. Oh, where'd they go? So soon a bunch of people are out there and they start looking around and one of the other York brothers, uh, he finds his brother's glasses in the house. Beneath the stove, they find a handmade six-pound sledgehammer, an Alsatian shoe hammer, and a three-inch claw hammer. They also find strange designs and figures crawled on the floor. And then underneath the dining room table, they find a door. And when it opens up, a horrendous smell comes piling out. And there's a bunch of former soldiers there who are like, uh, that's rotting blood. That, that is what that is. Wait, unfortunately, we know this smell. Yep. And there is a motorcycle gang pulling up outside of Diana's house. I hope everybody nice. heard that. Uh, so in order to figure out what is in the cellar, they just take the house off the foundation and move it. Because you can do that if a house is only 24 feet wide. It's like, yeah, we're just going to move the house and figure out what's in there. So they find the floor and the dirt around her all soaked with blood. And there is a passageway leading out to the door in the back of the house. And after a while, like, well, this is gross, but we don't see anything else. I guess we'll go. But some of the people have been sitting up on the buggies and they notice in the orchard, there's some weird shapes in there. Like those things look like graves. I'm like, nah, that graves. Like those are fucking graves. So someone like they go out and they first, you know, dig out one. And the first thing they, they dig out happens to be Dr. York and his head is bashed and his throat is slash and i saw this in one thing i didn't see anywhere else but i just want to say it because i think it's great Uh, so to confirm that it was dr york they cut the head off the corpse cleaned it and mounted on the side of the grave for identification so i mean that's 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 some that's the thing you i guess you can do i mean you could you could do that you know i mean i I guess i like i mean i kind of get it but no i don't get it I mean, no, I, no, no, just, I, I see what they were thinking as far as practicality goes. I don't think it was not gross. Or I don't think it was necessary. Yeah, I think because he was like, his thumb is fucked up. He fucked up his thumb before he left. Like, should be enough. We don't need to mount the head. So I don't know if that was really what happened. But uh, so they all have to leave and come back the next day because it's dark and they come back with pickaxes and shovels, a whole bunch of shit. Um, they find more eight more corpses, including the bodies of George Long 
launcher and his daughter and with the little girl they said she didn't have any marks in her throat and it's she's believed to have been suffocated um sometimes thought that she was just thrown underneath the body of her dad in the grave yeah, and buried over um I'm just thinking they smothered her before they put her in there because then it's a much better death for a child. Yeah. It's a horrible thing to die, but I'm like, it's all ah. awful, but that's but, slightly yeah. less awful. Yeah. Mm. And they also find a man and a woman who are never identified, but pretty much all the travelers that were missing, they're like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. So over the coming weeks, over a thousand people go out to the house. Uh, they build special train, like have had to add more trains to the station. It turns into a fucking thing. Like, yeah. it's like a twist. Well, it's like a, yeah. It's like I say, there's nothing else to do in Kansas. So um, even today, I'm sure there's nothing else to do in Kansas. But they basically just start like ripping the house apart and then dismantle it for souvenirs. People are crazy. Um, so and the town. I think, just, I think the theme right now is so far of our episode. I'm just going to say is people are crazy. But yeah, yeah, you should write that down for later. Um, okay. So and people are just kind of going nuts. So and I think a lot of the stories or this is told, they don't really go into how asshole mobs are. So, so they have a neighbor uh, who is another German named Rudolf Brockman. He was infatuated with Kate, but they're like, you're German. They were German. Clearly you're in on this and you know where Duh. they are. And he's like, no, I don't. And then like, so they hang him four times. They're like, put him, put him on a rope, go, tell us what you know, yank. And then pull him down. He's like, I don't know anything. Tell us what you know, yank. And so they do that, like, which is freaking crazy. And somehow he doesn't die. Uh, and they finally leave him alone. But um several people are you implying that mob mentality is dangerous i know <sighs> wild wild yeah, and, anyway, and so yeah sorry. and basically throughout this like a ton of people are arrested who are thought to be in league with them and for all different stupid reasons like you're oh. a spiritualist you were german you were fat like you know whatever thing and york's men who are you know this is a senator and his posse um they basically just went around assaulting anybody of ill repute or any spiritualists hanging them as method to try and torture them um basically he assaulted the benders neighbors the roaches that's an unfortunate name but uh basically they fled in the middle of the night but i took it to kansas so like peace like we're fucking out of here like we're yeah. just going this place is crazy so um but then you know folks found so this is all going on and it's like we still don't know where they are and folks start coming forward like the weird things they'd seen at the vendor's house and we finally get a general idea of what their murder methodology was based on all their stories so what they would do is they would lure a traveler into the house and they would determine whether or not they were traveling with money and usually they you know some people i also get really annoyed because everyone says kate was clearly the ringleader and i'm like where the fuck did you get this like there's nothing like just because she's the only one who spoke english i don't know it's probably though i mean that kind of makes sense though she was the only you know what i mean i don't know so but um and they would figure out like if you had money or not um a lot of the reasons they thought like kate would do that is because she thinks that you know she would be like hanging up on the men to feel their money belts because people would travel to the money belt around their waist yeah. or that she would get them talking um so then they would sit him down the traveler down for a meal in front of that canvas that was dividing up right. the house and then so kate would be distracted with her wiles and then uh one of the men would come up behind the canvas and then hit him in the head and he would then bop him on the head that's a theme too <laughs> holy shit it. That's where Paul Bender of, came from. A lot of bopping on the head, man. Yeah, Paul Bender's bopping people on the head. Shit. Funny foo foo shit. <laughs> Funny foo foo. Funny foo foo was very violent. Um, so after he was bopped on the head, they would put him down the trap door, and then his throat would be slit. And then every little story say that it was Kate that does this, and I'm like, what the f- why? Like, why do you think it was where Kate? Say that. Yeah. 
no no one ever saw kate like i mean granted yeah she's a little crazy but i mean it could have been it could have been ma like yeah. she was I, based on what they said ma didn't seem like that nice of a person either like i don't know i'm not saying like stop picking on kate but i'm like come on there's three other people there so after the dark the body would be taken out through you're, the you're pretty defensive of kate i'm not gonna lie well i just think there isn't any like there's not a lot of evidence on her i know but stop fucking with the witches. Um, so basically they would take them out through that tunnel, through the trap door at night. And then at first they were like, well, we're just going to throw these on the prairie, but uh, that's bad. Like the snow melts and then we found them. They're like, oh, we're going to throw them in the well. And they're like, well, crap, now we need another well. So they, we they, water. Had, so they had to dig another well because they ruined the first one throwing a potty. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's but I smart. also just, I want to like, I just can picture that night of like someone throws a body in there and then fuck. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, just throw it in here. Throw it in. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> oh, no, we've got a hole right. Oh, stop. Oh, <laughs> too late. Um, so, um, but eventually they just buried them in the orchard where most of them are found. They think that eventually they, you know, they probably had a total of like at least six thousand dollars in cash, plus all the money from the stolen goods that were sold in the surrounding towns. You know, the horses that were left behind when people yeah. didn't pay, they didn't pay with cash. Uh, it, was, it, so, was, it was it was just a barter. It wasn't because they were murdered and their shit was stolen. Yeah, no, I mean they just left it here, you know. They walked the rest of the way to California. They didn't eat their wagon. Yeah, um, totally makes sense. Uh, but so really, also, the main question is, where did they go? Like, yeah. And nobody really knows. And so uh, there's a big reward out for them. There's like $3,000 offered by the governor and, and the colonel. Uh, one station agent says he thought he remembered a German family traveling north. Another thought is they went south and made their way to Texas. Maybe they split up. One of maybe the Mexico, maybe they did. One of the prevailing tales is a posse, another posse found them, killed them, and took their money. And in one instance of this, the posse dresses up as a family, including two of them in drag, and they're the ones who bought the tickets to Canton. <laughs> so that's the I think that's the Bugs Bunny, um, yeah, the Bugs Bunny theory, the Bugs Bunny theory, yeah. Yeah, and then of course, so there's still rumors that go on forever about what happened to them. You know, Kate is cited as a society matron in San Francisco, a whore in Montana, an outlaw in several cities. Uh, one of my favorite one comes from a Mexican captain named Don Piepo, and he says the family went to California. They got on a hot air balloon to go to Mexico, but the winds took them out to sea, and they all died except for one, and that was John Bender Jr., who ta-da is me, Don Pepio. <laughs> whoa that's that's a twist all right yeah i love that so can we, can we also file that under people are crazy people are crazy so and kind of the, the final like nail on this there's a woman in michigan francis mccann in 1888 so they were looking like 10 years later um so she becomes friends with this woman she says in a fever state this woman said she was kate bender she did a reading for me and she said that her parents that she was an orphan were killed by mom bender and she's like what and so and then this woman left so Mrs. McCann goes in this crazy ass shit, follows her around, finds this finds this woman um, and her mother, Amira Griffith, together in jail in Niles, Michigan. And they were in jail because both the other ones had said the others had stolen from each other. They're like, she stole from me. No, she stole no, from she me. Stole from so me. So the original, the original mess hillbillies. All right. Yeah, so they are. 
As Mrs. McCann goes back to Lebec, Kansas, finds Leroy Dick, who is one of uh, he was one of the, the the main town like townspeople whose brother whose brother was also killed killed in the by the vendors, and so they travel back up to Michigan. He is like, yeah, that's them. So they're like, let's take them back to Kansas. So they take back this old woman, her daughter, and also this daughter's baby. Take them all down to Kansas, and they're like, we're going to put you on trial. And they get like a group of sixteen people around who knew the vendors, and seven of them are like, yeah, that's them. And then six I'm of them like, are like, nope, that's not them. And then three of them are like, I don't know, could be them. And then they get a lawyer who's like, you know, this woman was in jail for like most of this. And also she doesn't have a German accent. Like where, where the German accent go? Was she just faking it the whole time? I don't know. And so fine. They're like, you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to have a trial here. And so they dismiss them. They get on a train, go north. Those women are never heard from again. Uh, so, and then to sum it up, you know, the thing just has created a long, legacy um the town of Jer cherryvale which is near there had a bender museum like the 60s and 70s and they had the hammers as artifacts they also had a wreath supposedly woven from the hair of that launcher girl uh, which was mm. victorian funeral practice but it's still gross mm -hmm. i love my victorian funeral practices but ew um for many years the town also had a bender Day festival <laughs> so that's know. interesting Go get some turkey legs. They, they have a lot. I say they have a lot of meat pies. They <laughs> don't want meat pies. Vaguely, vaguely, vaguely marketed yep. meat pies. What kind of yep. meat? Meat. meat. <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, last year, approximately 152 acres of landers at land that once belonged to the Benders was put up for sale as part of 15 tracts of land. I love tracts of land. Um, and they were put up for auction for sale by the Schrader Real Estate Company. And so it was basically like 1,061 plus acres and that sold for $2,250,200. Yeah. So somebody owns the bloody bender land. Ooh. And that is a tale of the benders. Fucking benders. Is it ever imply I didn't catch it. Did they imply in this episode ever that these families last name was benders? I missed No, that. they just named the episode that. They never come out and I'm say like, it. And so... I mean, and there are, I mean, there's a couple of similarities, but nothing really. Right. Well, and then my other thing too, like, cause yeah, cause these are like full on, like they're the, the family and after they're like haunting people. Whereas yeah. yeah, my other question is like, I felt like it was really, 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 and we'll get to obviously the episode wrap up and summary, but it really felt to me like they were like, when, when daddy was in the kitchen, I was like, oh, they're eating people. And he was yeah. really, really, really big on hunting. And they kept coming back to that. So I felt like it was the eaten the the cannibalism was implied, even though it was never fully confirmed. Did you yeah, get that what, vibe? Yeah, I, I think it was implied. I'm trying to think what's the word that starts with long long meat? Is that the name for it for eating humans? The spell men say it like, oh, it's nothing like a good good taste. I'll have to look at the word is, but um I mean, there also like there are the human bone wind chimes. So like, you know, the bones had to do something. So, I mean, maybe they're also just using them for crafts. I mean, maybe they weren't eating them. They were just, you know, they needed some craft materials and then Michael's yeah. was really far away. And they're like, hey, you know, I just, <gasps> I need something to make a wind chime out of. Missy needs some, need to, Missy need needs some, her arts and crafts time. She needs her arts and crafts. She's got to make a necklace out of some motherfucking teeth because we don't have any beads. I'm surprised she didn't have a tooth necklace. <sighs> 
Yeah, you think they could have like shitty hair? Or shitty hair. They could have used some of those teeth to like replace their own. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, okay, back to our yeah. back to our back, to, the, our back to our episode. Um. Yeah. So the dad and the other brother are going in to check on um the success at executing the two prisoners and find uh the first brother which i which said lee is his name locked into a cage unconscious um and sam has already planned ahead for their entry and how to defeat them by pulling fuses i you know basically you get a big like a hunt fighting scene in this barn um and uh basically the Sam tricks the dad or the the other son into shooting dad, basically. Yeah, uh, but you oh, don't forget there also is Kathleen's glorious. Oh yeah, she jumps in. She freaking like leaps off the monkey. landing. She's yeah. just like Like yeah, she's yeah. just like I'm just gonna ride you like a straight cowboy. onto the guy's back and like fucking yeah. She's all about it. So um anyway, so the, the so they've got both of the brothers are in cages at this point and unconscious um through the at the end of the fight and dad is uh been shot and sam makes the very questionable decision to leave the deputy with a gun trained on the dad while he goes to find dean well i think he's also just kind of like eh, it's, my, my circus. It's what it is. yeah i mean he kind of gives a look like he knows it. You, you, like, you clearly know she's going to shoot the motherfucker. Or it's like, knows it. it is very it's her, obvious. It, it is her decision whether or not. I think it's just like, hey, I'm going to leave you. This is your choice. This is you. This is your rodeo. Yeah. He, you know, he killed your brother. I'm just going to, I'm just going to skedaddle and you're going to yeah. do what you want. And so when he's outside, um, she, she asks yeah. she asks why they killed her brother yeah. and dad's like laughing and bleeding out and like because it's fun yeah now i would have shot him too like oh fuck you hillbilly it's fun man you hear a gunshot uh, yeah you hear uh, a gunshot <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah reasonable reasonable response cool yeah yeah so we find now that dean has locked missy up in a closet <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Dean's already I, I, freed himself, but Missy's locked up in a closet. But I also imagine like that fight with Missy had to be epic. Like I kind of wish no. they had shown the fight because she, no. she just would have been like a little rabid squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. A, a squirrel on meth. Yeah, little rabid meth squirrel. That's what she'd be like. You'd be like, Rab- hey, I'm a D. Hey. And then like she had to the little little knives like flinging out, like just cutting Dean up because he's trying not to hurt her. And then he's finally like, fuck it. And then he like punches a little girl. That's probably why they didn't show it because Dean probably they, punched I did not want girl. to show Dean punching a little girl. Like they felt like that'd be questionable. <laughs> I'm sure he had to punch a little girl at some point. But yeah. So I mean, this and that's basically where we hit our wrap-up. Uh, the that you know, the deputy comes out there. Basically, she's called for all the law enforcement help she can get and tells them that it'd probably be a good idea to get the fuck out before they, the law rest of the backup shows up and uh, her advice. Cause they're like, can we get a ride? We're kind of in the middle of nowhere. And she's like, uh, start walking and duck. If you see a squad car <laughs> was her response, which I'm like, yeah, it's fair. Good, yeah. enough. good enough. Good enough. Um, but she kind of has a moment where she's like, she really thought it would be easier to know the truth about what happened to her brother, but she's not convinced that she's actually any better. But I mean, you, you got some closure, you know, closure. Yeah. So uh, they're pretty funny. That, they're pretty amused that uh, Sam's pretty amused that Dean got beat by a 13 year old girl. And uh, that's they're just walking off talking about Sam not, get, not being allowed to get lost again. 
Well, yeah, and that's Dean's way of telling Sam, I was worried and concerned about you. I was very scared. You know, yeah. don't get lost. I won't come looking for you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's I love you and Dean. It's, that's I love you and Dean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you can interpret this. I feel like this just like ties back to your... Uh, My role doesn't... Like, I feel like I should be a little better, but you're, uh, right. you're, 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 uh, some of your experiences with emotionally unavailable men. Yeah. Yeah. I can, tra- <laughs> I can translate emotionally unavailable man real well. <laughs> That's your translation expertise at this point now. Yeah. Episode. After, after having a father who yelled at me extensively and, did, you know, <laughs> um, for doing bad things. Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So that's the episode. Um, so my quick assessment that I will share is a didn't really scare me. I was kind of meh about it, which is funny because other episodes have scared the crap out of me. And you were like, no, I don't like this episode. I never uh, said it I scared me though. I just don't like it. I, well, there's a difference. I'm not afraid implied. of it. No, I will watch it in the dark. I'm not scared. It makes me mad. <laughs> I, want, I want to, I want to smack a 13 year old child and but but I, I felt like I felt like I mean like really. Uh, can you imagine being the foster child foster home oh, that gets god. missing? Ugh. Oh my god! Ugh. Like what? Ugh. And then she's just oh man. She you might know she, she might have to go to she might have to go to juvie first. She was involved in this shit. No, they should send her to juvie. But I mean, they should try her as an adult and put her away from murder. She just should mm. not be allowed out. She cannot be reformed. I'm usually like you can reform people, not that girl. No, that girl is done uh, for. Uh, yeah, I, I felt like though, just in general, this episode, I think it really was like partially kind of like achieving the continuing the development of of explaining Sam and Dean's relationship, especially with Dean feeling his shit out. But really, other than that, um, you know, because it wasn't monsters, it didn't really develop their storyline much to me. No, not really. Yeah, I don't give a shit about this episode at all. It's kind of a filler. I mean, you, we talked about you, it a lot mostly because there was some funny shit with hillbillies and because good lore um but that's about it yeah no i mean honestly this episode did not exist it would do it'd be fine like yeah no this could actually be and i know that different people on the show including you know padalecki and ackles have said that they really liked this episode they just thought it was a fun one which i guess like yeah it's a, a probably a fun episode to shoot you There's know some good fight and, scenes yeah, you know, we got to figure out you know, some them. cages and stuff, but it just like, uh, in terms of, I mean, I guess, you know, there is an urban, you know, there is urban legends. It's obviously Spring Hill Jack is an urban legend and so is the Phantom Gasser. <laughs> but it wasn't any of those. At I all. know, I'm going to make a fright noise. Just, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so, but yeah, but he'll, the hills have eyes, you know, like it, Hill, hillbillies hunting and eating you is an urban legend i'm sure it that is. it is told it, it, that's arguable yes it is like uh, but it's also felt- like you know i know it's happy you know the, oh god just the morbid just this whole thing about this guy up in canada who like would murder all these women in his barn and yeah so yeah i was like hillbillies do this that i'm not gonna apologize and offend you if you're a hillbilly i'm not gonna no no you're gonna take that you can cancel me if you want you have long fuck your fuck your method you know very strong feelings about your uh meth hillbillies here you have dentist but um yep and i'm really jealous right now giant's drinking a topo and i'm out of water and i'm like oh that looks so good Uh, i I finished my cider so i had to have something uh yeah 
so yeah, that's I think that's the episode this week. Um, you know, I think we're uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what keeps coming though. I'm excited. I know I know what the next episode is, and I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah. and I can't wait for you to see it. Um, I don't know if that's good um, or bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some really good and I'm yeah uh next week's me I have an idea for more but we'll see what we do but anyway so the, yeah that was this week's episode uh we don't like hillbillies and well, I don't like hillbillies Diana seems fine with them whatever I'll lock her in the woods with a bunch of we, I'll lock her in a, in a house with Missy and she can she can mm-hmm. hang out with with her That's what guns are for not for shooting children I mean it's those children are stabbing me yeah yeah Maybe. Well, that's what, that's what social services are for. See, you don't want to deal with it. But you just call social services and take that child. Uh, um, yeah. So and bad. if you see and that, is, and that is your lesson for the day. If you come up to somebody's house and a child like Missy comes out, you just leave. You don't go and inside. You call social services. Yeah, you, you go to call social services. You don't attempt. Don't approach. Don't engage. You you leave that hillbilly mess child alone. You do not engage them. They do <gasps> not need. They don't want to talk to you. They want to hug you. They just want to stab you in the eye with a little knife. That's what they're going to do. They're stabbing <laughs> that little knife. All right. Oh, so, goodness. Now that that has been established. All right. I think we feel safe to let all of you go upon your way until next week. So on that, I will <sighs> say cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, devilstrap at devilstrappodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow. Intro music, arrangement, and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow.